0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's been Facebook subpoenas, the FBI is involved. There were out of state threats. I am living in a separate hotel than my family. We are not living at home right now. There were death threats against my family and kids.
1: Is, is what caused the FBI to get involved? That was one of the questions. The people. So it was the threats. Oh yeah, and yeah. The they're not. The, the FBI is, is not
0: looking to clear my name. Right, right, right. No, I mean, there were there were there were actual threats. It started with the police, and. Then up, threats are coming from over state lines. Threats um. are coming on cell phone, mm-hmm. no caller ID.
2: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
3: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to
1: speak up and tell a better story. And today in this studio, it's a little bit different, y'all. So I am going to lay the groundwork for you. Our intention from today is we're not doing our regular interviews where we're just like, hey, let's talk about business. Like we're getting down and talking about the stuff that went down for Johnny's Pizza last week. And we're going to do straight up like what I've been calling it is Barbara Walters style interviewing of like let's figure out a lot of Ws, yeah. blah, blah, blah. yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's get down. And And as always, we have
3: our um, amazing producer in studio, Joe (laughs) Joe, Joe.
1: We want to set the intention and let y'all know that we are not advocates one way or the other. We are impartial. We are asking questions and we are advocates of the truth. And so that is our goal today is to have courageous conversations, better understand people and get to the bottom of what's going on so that we can have a greater understanding and a big picture rather than just little snippets here and there on social media. So, Johnny, please introduce yourself to our audience.
0: How's everybody doing? My name is Johnny. I own Johnny's Pizza here in North Carolina. Four locations, just getting a food truck going. I would say I'm a colorful character, and (laughs) things just got a little brighter. We're navigating these times right now. It's been a very stressful, let's say, week and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was June 12th. Tell us what happened. I woke up one morning, and a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, texted me a screenshot of a comment that I made. And he said, you know, what, what is this? This, this isn't true, man. Like, what is this? Get ahead of this. I kind of like put the laughy emoji face. Cause I was like, where did you find that? Like, I mean, I immediately dismissed it. Cause I'm like, that's obviously some, some garbage. I assumed that it was photoshopped or just something somebody put together, like as a joke to send him or I didn't know that it was actually posted on social media at that time. So basically it was just a very, you know, it was pretty much dismissing and essentially just shitting on Black Lives Matter and the black community using the N-word at the end of it. I mean, it was probably one of the most disgusting comments I've ever seen because Mm -hmm. I've never thought those things, said those things, you know. And it got played down so quickly from the people who know me, I was getting calls with people like, hey, I'm seeing this man. They're like, this is BS, you know, and then it kind of it kind of spun out of control. And that's when, you know, the news started calling and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, started getting out of state phone calls. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is really going it, to it, it really went pretty viral pretty quickly.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: So, so when-
3: so, like, for people who don't know who Johnny Pavlik is, you can go on Instagram. You can look up Johnny's Pizza. You can, like, we're talking hundreds of thousands of followers, uh, influencer, not only just a small town businessman, right? Like, because yep. even though we're in the capital North Carolina region, we're still pretty small town, yep. right? Like, you know, Wake Forest, Cary, Apex, Holly Springs, Fuquay, yep. all of those areas that, you know, of people where you've built your businesses, where people know you. Yeah. Um, and are familiar with the brand mm-hmm. and are familiar. And then those people who know you on social media, yep. just from the content that you put out on, on you know, between LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and all that, that people felt like they knew you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And maybe there was like a disconnect between those who know you in real life and those who feel like they know you because of social media. Yep. And while you did have a lot of people come to your aid, mm-hmm. you also had a lot of people who were very skeptical. People are
0: pissed off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. I, I mean for angry. good reason. I mean I I would I would be pissed off too if I was a uh, black man or woman and a business that I supported in my community out of nowhere came off with racist comments like that, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. I'm not I'm not angry at anybody being mad. You know what I'm saying?
1: And I mean, though the way I came across it it was just on my feed, I saw it and then Luckily, I click and look more. So, but if somebody just saw that, they would just believe that at face value. Mm -hmm. And so then when I started to dig into this, that's why I called you and was like, we need to have him on the show because there were so many other pieces. And- us as social workers, our training and our background is you look at the person in the environment, which Mm -hmm. means you don't look at the person and just their behaviors. You're looking bird's eye view where you're connecting the dots. So it's kind of like those paintings when you're really close, it just looks like a point. But when you step back really far, all those hundreds of thousands of, you know, little dots make one big, beautiful picture. I was seeing all these little points, but some of the things weren't connecting. I want, to dive into this and see the big picture. I want all the points to connect and people were asking questions that some, you know, weren't getting answered and I was like we need to ask these questions so that we can connect the points because I actually think it's even bigger and even deeper than you. Mm-hmm. Like Of
0: course. I mean this is this is this is a national issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 things that play emotionally for people, the things that play just with how this country is being run and the, the racism and the ideas that people have about different cultures are all at play here. There's a lot of people that support those comments. Mm-hmm. And I've put it out there too. I don't support people who support those comments. Great. So, you know, if you're supporting those comments or you're supporting me because I said those things, I want nothing to do with
1: you.
3: Mm-hmm. There are the businesses that legitimately have been taken down by... Uh, we know it just locally in the area, Raleigh Mini Donut Company, within an hour of the owner's comments being seen on Facebook, they were out of the Morgan Street Food Hall. So like, where has the buffer been for Johnny's Pizza? Has your business suffered? Has there been more backlash than that? I think that the the situations are slightly different because you went ahead and hired a Forensic investigator. Correct?
0: I, I, I did not hire a PR company. I handle all that myself because I kind of consider myself a PR guy. Well, yeah. But in terms of the investigation, yeah. I mean, there's, there's been Facebook subpoenas. The FBI is involved. There were out-of-state threats. I am living in a separate hotel than my family. We are not living at home right now. There were death threats against my family and kids.
1: is is, what caused the FBI to get involved? That was one of the questions. So it was the threats. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the, the FBI is not
0: looking to clear my name. Right. right, right. No. I mean, there were, there were, there were actual threats. It started with the police and um, then uh, threats are coming from over state lines. Threats Mm -hmm. are coming on cell phone, Mm -hmm. no caller ID, um, you know,
1: so let's talk about, because when I saw it and then I read the one, it like, then you posted about the mugshot, shot da 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 from your past. And so I was like, oh shit, this is like blowing up all over the place. <laughs> like, we have now fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, we, and, so and the thing is, about, I already went through that. Right. That talk, was already, I mean, that was,
0: that was three nights, WRAL, ABC, NBC, mm. first story, front page newspaper. This was 2009. Mm-hmm. So that was a very non-social media release of publicity. Right. That was, you know, reporters out front of my restaurant. I'm kind of like, no comment. You know, can you please let me in my restaurant? You know,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was more of that kind of thing, you know.
1: So because you do have a long history, you're 10 years in recovery. Shout yep. out to you for 10 years Thank of recovery. You. That's huge. June 13th, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, my concern is that people who have struggled with uh, addiction and have a, a past of addiction and things like that and prison records and and everything, it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right? If you're in recovery for ten years, people still have could still have open wounds from the past, or your your addiction is then history is then triggering other people's when they see it, and then they're like, "Well, is he trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Is he not right. trustworthy?" Because as we know, in order to maintain that level of addiction for that long, you have to hone a certain set of skills.
0: Oh, absolutely. Drug addicts and, and alcoholics manipulate, they lie, they cheat, they steal. You know, that's, I always say the drug addicts are a little more manipulative than than alcoholics. Okay. It's kind of like a joke. What's the difference between an alcoholic and a drug addict? An alcoholic will steal your wallet, a drug addict will steal your wallet, then help you look for it.
1: I appreciate you like cl- claiming that and owning that of like, Hey, this is what I learned through those throws. But then it's like, you're screwed either way because mm-hmm. people can be looking and be like, well, shit, you lied, manipulated in order to get your end goal during addiction. How is this any different? So I want you to address that. How is this? Absolutely.
0: Different? I mean, I, when you get sober, you develop a new heart for humanity, for yourself, for, The opportunities in front of you for life, for God. I mean, I am so blessed to have been through what I did in addiction because I serve the recovery community now. When that first happened, obviously I had a ton of support and a ton of hate, Mm -hmm. same as now. Mm -hmm. Then I start to get sober. Then people start to say, wow, you've really turned your life around. You got married, you have kids. You have a, obviously, business that is thriving. You have staff that stands behind you and helps you do. I mean, so you start to become a leader.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This recent event has triggered a hundred more messages. I'm talking with families of addicts again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I put this out when I Mugshot got posted on Wake Forest Community Information about two years ago. I put out a post that went viral that was just, I'm, I'm owning this. Mm-hmm. That's my past. I'm not proud of it, but now- I can talk with teens that can't talk with their parents. Right. They're like, we don't know what to do. And I'm, you know, so to me, it's an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I can speak to people in addiction. And I've been there. Right? You know, I've been in the streets. I've been on the gurney. I've been brought back. You know what I'm saying? Three right. times. I've been brought back. I was flatlined. You know, mm-hmm. I've lived on the street. I've lived in the gutter. For me to be able to talk with young people and say, hey, this is where you're headed. Mm-hmm. They listen to me.
1: What do you say to people who are either in recovery or battling addiction now that are faced with that? Well, this is my past, so nobody's going to believe me moving forward. What do you say to them?
0: I'd say actions speak louder than words. Living amends. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the whole making amends. You make amends when you, you know, crash somebody's car mm-hmm. seven years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You say, I'm sorry that happened that day. But living amends is everything. You earn, you earn trust back over time. Right. Because people that cannot believe you, they cannot trust you because of your past. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What you do is you stay in your lane and you keep doing right. Mm -hmm. Forget about those people
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: they're going to judge. They're going to talk. They're sitting on their butt. Right. While they're sitting on their butt five years from now, they can still think the same thing of me. What have I done in that five year period? It's about what I do, how I put my feet to the pavement every day, how I serve God and my community. And my family Mm -hmm. and my employees. You know what I'm saying? I wake up every morning, usually when I'm having my coffee or my monster, and I'm like, what can I do today to make a difference other than just run my business to, you know, provide for my family financially? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's easy to get lost in that financial piece. It's easy for me to be a workaholic Mm -hmm. and just focus on Johnny's Pizza. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've almost lost my marriage a couple times getting Mm -hmm. lost in workaholism. Yep. I know the different avenues and I can see all the things that can happen you know, when you are an addict like me, mm-hmm. you know, so it's 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 a daily thing of really serving others. Yeah. So stepping outside of yourself and how can I serve others?
1: What does forgiveness look like to you?
0: Forgiveness for me, oh, I'll forgive anybody.
1: Okay. What does it look like? Like how we? What you, does that mean? Like yeah. you can say like I give people too. Any-
0: I give people too many. I give people. I, I've been. I've been known to give people too many chances.
1: Because part of the recovery process is one making amends and receiving, well not receiving, but like you hoped that people forgive you over time, like you just said, but it's also the biggest component is self-forgiveness. Yes. So how did you go about working towards self-forgiveness?
0: I am a firm believer that I can't change the past and I have to forgive myself. I will take the things that I feel guilty about and those things that I know that are terrible and I will make amends to myself through action. Okay. It's mm-hmm. how do you give back? Because I could have never been that person and I wouldn't have made nearly the, the dent in some of the issues that have been made or the footprint on society and people's life, being able to be, even be in a position to help people if I hadn't been through those experiences. So I'd just be some normal guy who's just, you know, whatever, doing his thing. I have an actual avenue to make change.
1: Mm-hmm. So they say that in order for forgiveness to happen, that something has to die. And so for you, what had to die in order for forgiveness? The other Johnny. Okay. So what are the, the other Johnny the, the other like?
0: Johnny. The other Johnny was just completely selfish, completely self-centered. I didn't believe that any of my actions affected other people. And I lived for the next, the next fix, the mm-hmm. next drink, the next drug. I mean, I lived, I was, I was a robot. That person had to die. And when I was in rehab, you know, I, I did a bunch of stuff. I, Burned my phone, and, you know, we we said the serenity prayer and burned the phone number of everybody I ever had done business with or associated with, and we kind of let them go, said a prayer mm-hmm. one by one. There were hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And changed my phone number. It was this whole kind of letting go process. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked with any of those people, and that was 10 years ago. Obviously, work with therapists is huge. Mm-hmm. I still see therapists. I mean, I'm a big believer in therapy. I live on the couch. hmm Mm -hmm. The therapy couch. I'm on that.
1: When it comes to this situation and and what's happened in the last week or two, why do you believe somebody would choose you to pose as?
0: Obviously, I have a lot of people who don't like me. Ex-employees. I've had people that were drug addicts that I had to fire, and they will use the fact that I'm in recovery. I should have been more gentle with them. But it was their sixth or seventh time. You know, not showing up to work or getting caught with drugs at work or showing up to work high. And most of the people who don't like me that were either ex-employees or ex-friends that I've kind of gotten out of my life took advantage of my leniency because I did let them take advantage of my leniency for too long. I'm the kind of person who will let you get away with seven times and at the eighth, I'm just done. There will, be no, there will be no trickle into like, hey, we need to have more accountability. It's like, this is the last time. 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 Next time I'm going to, and I just let it keep happening until finally it just snaps. So I think people get comfortable in that Johnny will forgive me. And then one day it just kind of ends. And those are the people who they really dislike. me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But was, is it leniency or is it that you, you're looking at it from the perspective of like,
0: I've been where you I've been there. Are. Yeah. I just, I want to give you another shot. You know, I really do. It's like, you know, I have guys who just can't show up on time. And it's like their 17th time of showing up 20 minutes late. I'm just like, dude, it's it. And I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. And I'm like, dude, I've told you over and over and over. Like, at the point where now it hurts my other staff, because now I'm giving special treatment. Mm-hmm, so right. now my other staff members are like, why am I showing up on time?
3: One of the things I can say, having been to all of the Johnny's Pizza locations, yeah, I've been to all of them, that you have stellar employees. Like the culture yep. of your company is extremely strong. The
0: customer doesn't see any of that. No. A lot of the people that are customers that become staff, they're like, I can't wait to work here. And I'm like, Let's re- be just us be clear. You you're on wait. that side of the counter right, right now. <laughs> tonight, tonight you're on the other side of the counter. So over here, we run a business. Mm-hmm. So over there, you get the joy and the privilege of being catered to as a customer right. because your needs come first.
1: The customer when experience. you come over
0: here, your needs come last yeah. because that's the hardest thing I have is having people come in and they want to check their phone. They want to check their Snapchat. They want to know what's going on in their social life. There will not be a second where their life comes in front of the customers. We're here right. to serve the customer. Right. And that's the culture you have to sell, you know? That's if the customer comes first in all situations. If somebody's not willing to buy into that mentality, they won't make it. Gotcha. And, wanna- and, and the thing is, is that I have a lot of people who, you know, I get calls from parents. Why is my daughter fired? Why is my, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Because they don't get the well, whole story. I yeah. do want to comment. So um, on our Zoom, our live Zoom right now, Dominic Battistella is here. He's been a guest on Girls Who Do Stuff. And he was an executive chef for 20 years and basically was like, yeah, Johnny was way more lenient than I ever was, because apparently Dominic is not a forgiving soul. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dominic, you're a wonderful human being and I love you. But, but that's, I mean, I think that speaks to both the desire to really help other people improve their lives, not, you know, and as well as trying to Balance that with like running a business. Yeah.
1: Well, and that can be tweaked. So you can still give people leniency and still give corrective behaviors in order to steer them. Yeah. So leniency without boundaries is not success.
0: Yeah. That's how I was raised. Yeah. I was raised with leniency without boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
3: so you come by it honestly yeah. and pass it on. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Balance is a, a topic I've been working on since before I got sober and during sobriety.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. What would you say to the people who are saying that they want proof? They want proof? like Things like sharing your Facebook data from that Actually,
0: what's funny is I don't have to even share my Facebook data because we actually have fake accounts, proof of creation of fake accounts. We have the ability to create a fake account in my name in about three minutes and post with that account using the same profile picture. It's so easy to do. It is. And it's, it happened
1: to a dear friend of ours this week. Yeah. Um, where, it, So I think when I, at the beginning of this, when I said, I think it's even bigger than you, is we have seen this trend and it's not even just recently over the last few months. Like this has been since last uh, 2016 with the start of the election, right? Where you are right at that people, influencers who are right at that level where it's like they're visible and they're enough where they're getting seen and they have, you know, 10 K plus or 25 K plus views, followers or whatnot. But they're right below where it's like they have the mad money that could really come after somebody. If somebody came after them, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that, that middle ground, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That those people are the ones who are ideal because it can damage you, damage your reputation, damage your business. And then it sends a message to all the business owners who are just at that threshold or below that threshold of visibility to stay quiet, yep. to don't be visible, to don't show up. To That will never happen with me. <laughs> but yep. it's when you think about it from that perspective... Yeah, yeah and a lot of people who were looking at your comments they're not business owners you know they are customers things like that but as business owners we have that lens that we're looking at it from mm-hmm. And because we are interviewing business owners all the time for the show, we are very much looking at things from that lens. There is a, a, another purpose, a bigger purpose of why people do these things, right? It's not even just like disgruntled employees or a competitor who wants to take you down. This was
0: racially driven. Absolutely.
1: Right. It's more divisive of people purposefully, people higher up on the chain, Mm. wanting to create separation, wanting to create the divide and capitalize and and on what's going on in our society today in order to keep everybody else quiet and scared and afraid.
0: Well, I can tell you this right now. I mean, looking and and as this plays out, it's so obvious kind of what is going on here. Obviously, somebody, whoever did this, and they will be be caught. There is a Facebook investigation. So Mm -hmm. with a subpoena. This is all going to come to light. They came after me, a white man, and made racist comments towards black people. What a coincidence that within three days, three, count them, three separate Facebook accounts were created in the likes of three local black men who posted to my feeds, taking responsibility for doing that to me. Then what happens? The bandwagon, oh, definitely, look, it was a black guy who did this to Johnny. Johnny's been framed. Johnny's name is cleared. Your Pie Pizza, black owned pizzeria in Cary. They did this.
1: Right, it's even more. You know divisive what I'm saying? Like, it's I mean, even, are you serious? Come on, like, it's look, higher up trying to pit people against each look, other. Yes, look, yes. Look at how
0: clear it's like. White guy makes racist comments against black people. Three black people say, "I did this to you. I'm sorry." What does that do? Creates more more, chaos. Chaos. more division, more bullshit, more divide. You know, and it's like, why are we getting caught up in this? I think that social media is amazing for getting messages out, for being visible, but if you're not backing it with action, then you're just making noise. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of people are judging and they're saying all this stuff, but what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? That's what I've been challenging a lot of people to do. I'm like, you spent hours telling me that I'm a liar or a racist and all this. How about we get together, have a conversation and let's figure out what we can do for the community at Starbucks today I'll give you an hour, $100 for 30 minutes of your time to come up with ideas that we can make change right now. One person has said, you know what? I'll meet you. Right. And it's like, so you're willing to talk crap and make judgment, but like, where is the action? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where's the action behind your judgment?
1: Let's or make pausing change. to look at the motivation, right? Yeah. So my first thought was, what would be your motivation to post something like that? You are savvy yeah. enough yeah. as a social media person that you would I would have already been a racist. That, like, well, you would have known I, that know. that would have been detrimental to, to business. So yeah. you're savvy enough. And so what would, like, it, my question was, well, what is his goal by posting this? Let's pretend yeah. that he yeah. posted this. exactly,
0: exactly. Let's pretend I posted that. Number one, I don't even like looking at that angle. Because to me, I believe people can look past that and be like, well, the truth of him will shine through. So to like attack that angle, almost me, it's like being business savvy enough to not post that, I don't think focuses on the racism component. Right, I believe that that brings a business tactic mind into what is obviously a division between black and white people. Right, an intentional so I feel like division. That, I feel like that's kind of like okay. Well, I, obviously, I key. wouldn't do that. It's, it's an intentional,
1: intentional division. division. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I mean yeah. about intent. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like. Division. I don't like
0: that. I don't like that piece. Obviously, I wouldn't post that. Right. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I did the laughing emoji when I first saw it because right. I was just I immediately dismissed it as just garbage. I'm just like whatever, you right. know, but. To focus on that, I think it's like, hey, let's look at the real character here. you know to to label me a smart, savvy social media businessman, I mean, of it course doesn't I would. speak to your
1: heart's intention, no, and that's what I've said no, in previous yeah. conversations is we can maybe people can agree that the evidence doesn't show that that was you that posted it, but they don't people aren't going to know your heart's intention exactly. So that's one of my other follow up questions is what is your heart's intention?
0: My heart's intention is to continue to provide support for equality for black people in America. What that is, that is, that is my new, I've always done that, but I had, you know, a wide range of charities that I give to within the community nationally. What I'm doing now is I'm really using and kind of following suit with, you know, the times and saying, I'm really going to pinpoint, you know, most of my efforts into black issues right now. So I'm, I'm kind of condensing all of my efforts in terms of charity work, and I'm really focusing it all, channeling it all through black issues right now.
1: Okay, why is that? What is the motivation behind that?
0: The motivation is I think that that's what the country needs right now. I think that there's enough of a, of a revolution going on right now. There's enough of a spotlight on it right now where the most change can happen right now. I believe that you're 3Xing Everything's 3x right now because you want this to dominate the airwaves right now because what happens is is people start to follow you know when things like this happen, this is the kind of thing that people will hop on board if it's loud enough for long enough. I think I've had a lot of tough conversations with people who are not trying to support the black community right now, and I'm saying you need to be doing this too because they're asking me why I am
1: well what you know? what would you say to them if they're saying, I'm not because look what happened to you and I'm afraid that's going to happen to me and and I I want to protect my family and I want, you know, things like that. A few
0: bad apples don't spoil the bunch. I don't know who did that to me and I really don't care. They gave me an amazing platform and enough noise that I'm going to be able to use this to my advantage.
1: What are your thoughts on white privilege?
0: I think that it's rampant.
1: Okay, talk to us about that.
0: I just think that... White people, and I see it every day, and they're the people that I come into contact with every day just think they're a superior race.
1: And so then what do you do on a daily basis if you are confronted by that uh, so frequently? What do you do about that? I
0: say you need to freaking get more humble and think about— I tell this people all the time. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, if you think this is bad, open your eyes. Look at what's actually going on in the world, not just in the country in the world. And gratitude is probably the number one thing I took from recovery because it right sized and gave me humility to actually look at what is my situation like compared to the rest of the world. Let's take a a cross section of a hundred people. You know what I'm saying? No Mm -hmm. matter what I'm dealing with, there's a good chance that a large portion of the rest of the world would change shoes with me right now. They definitely would Mm -hmm. because I can look at the way they're living and I would say, wow, they are suffering. And so, you know, I want to fight for those people. And I always have. So, I mean, people are like, well, why are you giving to charity now? I'm like, have you not followed me? Have you not been? I've been doing that forever. Now, I keep a lot of my stuff in silence. I do. Because I believe the quiet the quiet giving is more... It's
1: for the giving, not for
3: the PR. Exactly. Point of clarification from the audience. Okay. uh, About white privilege versus white supremacy. Mm -hmm. So, like, the belief that white people are more powerful and more
1: you know it's white supremacy it's white supremacy to be
0: honest with white you I'm not, far subtle, yeah, I'm not more subtle i'm not completely educated on the difference in those i just see a lot of white people thinking they are more special more important or deserve more so, so I, I, I don't know if those are just, those are my perceptions.
1: Right. I, I don't know
0: how to speak to the actual. like, Right. Let's put
1: you know. let's put a definition to that language then for for in here today. So white privilege is more along. The, like when we talk about white privilege, we're saying how you as a white person, us as white females. Our lives are easier because we are white. Mm-hmm. So white privilege would look like when Joe goes into the bank to get a business loan, he's going to get a better rate than a black guy who goes into the same bank, talks to the same banker with the well, same accounts, the, the same, same right. everything. Can, I mean, we can get make a, it even more basic
3: it. than that. Johnny's Pizza, your pie. I mean, it's... absolutely Two pizza businesses. Mm-hmm. One is owned by a
0: black man, one is owned by and a... Let's, and let's not forget that he is brand new, too. Right. Which, that hurts...
1: Right, because he's Negative not Negative PR hurts no, you
0: much yeah. more in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I reached out to them. I actually have to go by there.
1: So, we how? Wanna have
0: do, we want to do a collaboration. I want to do mm-hmm. a Your Pie, Johnny's Pizza collaboration in hey, just because we're competitors, I don't believe in competition. Mm-hmm. I believe there's enough for everybody.
1: Yeah, but, um, this conversation. you know, I don't believe
0: in competition. I, I hate that, that's right. Everybody stays in their own lane. You do your thing. We help each other. There's plenty um, to go around. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. How have you experienced white privilege?
0: I mean, I went I went to jail. I went to college after going to jail. I have gotten much better sentences. I talk with the best lawyers when I got arrested and I'm sitting in the office and they're like, Yeah, take this deal.
1: Right, I was gonna say, or even just the informant of yeah. like Yeah. Be an informant for us and we'll give you a better deal. Yeah. That I mean, wouldn't have gotten offered to yes, a person exactly, of color. Exactly. How do you feel like you're a recipient of right privilege just in this situation? I think
0: that I have had to work my ass off (laughs) through this period. So, But I would say that I do have a, a following of people who will stand behind me blindly. I do believe that.
1: Okay. And then who is this Charlie Lewis? Is that right? And what is his connection to all of this?
0: I have no clue who Charlie Lewis is.
1: It was on one of the posts where it was like that was the guy who said that he knew who set you up. Oh, yeah. There was like a follow-up post that was like, hey, this
3: guy is saying he knows the guy who started all. It was his friend and it was all supposed to be a joke. Is that what
1: you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was on your page.
0: Oh, oh 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 was that it must have been one of the people who had the fake account created yeah. I just I just don't remember his name I just I, I posted on behalf of his account
3: Right right the screenshots yeah, of yeah. like this was my friend and then that turned out to be bogus as well
0: right Yeah right. Yeah, yeah yeah so right. it was it was one of the fraudulent accounts that actually caught some wind right cuz there's
1: three names that have popped up for through this whole thing cuz then it was who is Kenny Noel Don't know Don't know okay <laughs> who is Shay Clark Don't know Okay, so Shay Clark is the one that said, according to online, Shay Clark is the one that said, I grabbed, I saw the post. I'm the one that grabbed the screenshot. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, these are not names that I know. Okay. I, right. I do know that I have had to deal yeah. with some stuff online, but it was more like, hey, this account, who is this person? And I would, hey, don't post about this person. They obviously had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, one of the people I knew- I don't remember who it was, but it was just, I don't know him by name, but I know he was a DJ at numerous hip hop events that I have sponsored. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hey, I'm the DJ. And I'm like, dude, you obviously didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. so.
1: Mm -hmm. What kind of calls have you received since posting your cell phone number?
0: Mostly, mostly positive. I've had a few, (laughs) I had one where I, it's it's funny. I had one where I, I got called, cursed at for about a minute, then hung up on the preface of the call was to have a conversation. So I called him back six times on the sixth, He's like, what, why are you calling me? And I said, cause I wanted to talk. I'm hiring him. So it went through the fact he's like, wow, dude, like I didn't believe I believe you now. And then he was like, Hey man, I don't have a job. <laughs> are you hiring? And I said, yeah. So he came in, got all his information. He's going to be starting this week to me. That's almost like comic beauty. It's Mm -hmm. like to act. That's what the human experience to me is about. Is about turning what is hatred into a relationship. That path happened because of a phone call. And it happened because I was persistent and wanting to actually talk with this person because I want to actually comfort this person in their belief that I would actually say something like that. They don't need to have one more person that is prominent in the community that they believe is de- is degrading them.
1: Mm-hmm. I right. don't
0: believe that. So to me to clear up even one and I've been handling these things one at a time. You know, I I I challenge anybody to call me and let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, because back and forth on social media is crap. It's like, it's like texting with a bunch of other people's opinions. A person has an opinion. I have the need to conversate because I believe that I don't want my children to see all this crap. And I don't want my children to get approached by the children of somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is about my kids. You know what I'm saying? My wife has thick skin. I have thick skin. I don't mind being temporarily perceived as a racist because at the end of the day, I don't care if people like me, hate me or whatever. I'm going to keep doing what's right. I don't need people to love me. You can't stop me for doing right. So I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I get the benefits along with the people that I help. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop. I might as well try to show some people and shed some light on myself as a person up across the along the way because i can turn those people into advocates yeah. i am picking people's brains as to what charities to donate to. A lot of people say, well, why don't you Google it? And I said, I'd rather collaborate with a human being than to go to Google because first of all, Google can be a bunch of crap. I don't even know what the agenda is besides some of these pages that are saying which charities are the best and when are the worst. I'm not a black man in America, so maybe I should ask some black people what matters to them and what charities they have had experience with that they've actually seen results from. And I can start to question from that and I can research through an actual human being that has experienced the results of different charities And then I can contribute to those.
1: Yep. You know what I'm saying? That example is so perfect for I think what encompasses this whole thing is you just said, why am I going to Google something and just watch look at their website and see the pretty things that they have to say? We can't trust that. Yeah. I want to talk to somebody who has actual had experience with them and so that I know what is real. And I think that that like the whole divisiveness and that it's intentional, like what is happening, just like you said, it being you and then three days later it being, you know, the other guys, the two, the pizza that's owned by the two black guys, that's all intentional. And it's to create the distrust, just like we are in a culture right now of distrust. Yep. Yep. And that is all purposeful and intentional so that we continue to make disconnect and chaos so that other people thrive, they're like look at what we've created. Look at all the ants attacking each other and fighting each other and nobody trusts anybody. Yeah, right. it's
0: a weird it's a weird thing. Like people that are people that like that are sick. People that like that dynamic are sick. Yeah. I, that's that's all I can say.
3: They're masterful at deflecting from their own shit.
1: We I, are in chaos as the United States. If we are in chaos, who do you think prospers from that, guys? Right. Like those are the questions you have to ask. If yeah. we are fighting each other, if we're if we are saying I can't trust a website to know who to donate my money to. So I'm going to talk to people so they have the experience. If I can only trust my experiences and now people are saying, well, I don't know if I can trust my experience with Johnny because what if he really does think that way? It's the the complete and total mindfuck. Like it is the perfect mindfuck. It is.
0: I just wonder what the end goal of all Like, like why would you have these little people that are doing these little things? Like what are they contributing to? Just a general sense. Well, it's not of even t- little
1: people. It's like, like for the twenty-seven or twenty-sixteen election, well, yeah. Russia put well, like that, three thousand well, ads right. in order to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all. Yeah. It's bigger than we're even seeing.
0: I just don't understand on the local level. Like, I don't understand what somebody's goal would be. Like, like what's the
1: end game yeah. for yeah. putting out? Yeah. Yeah. No. The end game is separation. The end game is to But to how does that person?
0: How does that person benefit other than to just watch people scramble? Well, like, no, it's, it's power. It's somebody who's
3: like, you know, if you think of, you know, if we if we compare it to like the way that the ancient Greeks believes that the gods work, that they were up there with their hands moving, mm-hmm. right, moving things around and putting pieces into place, and it's all like a giant puzzle board that they're just going to keep shifting things around just to see what happens. Mm. There are people out there that just want to see what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Or they benefit from it. Financially. Through power, power. through finances, yep. through who's elected, so that then they can create the laws, the rule. Like- yep. it,
3: so we're going to open it up for those of the of folks that registered and joined us on zoom in the chat. So it's been like conversations about don't believe everything you read mm-hmm. on social media or, you know, don't
1: read anything.
3: Period. <laughs> don't read but anything. Don't, don't go there. Well,
1: and I think what he's saying is trust your interactions that you're yeah. having with people. Don't trust what you see online. Trust what your interaction and your experiences with people. How can we continue to show up and be courageous in this culture of fear and divisiveness?
0: I think you just keep working. That's my answer to everything. Just keep showing up and keep pushing hard to make change. There's a lot of people who are doing nothing. And their biggest excuse is that I'm just one person. Every single amount of change that's ever occurred in any country in the world came from single people making single changes. Mm -hmm. Nobody has just stepped up and said, I'm going to affect the masses today. Just keep working. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like there's this like general sense of just not putting your feet to the pavement. Work. Mm -hmm. Work has been my number one thing that has made change in my life. So I just apply that to all aspects. And it's like, I'm just going to work hard at doing good. This whole conversation has made me want to go, like, I'm going to leave here right now. I'm going to go do good for somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to figure out a way to affect something positively within 10 minutes of leaving this this podcast. I'm going to do something because I'm talking about it. Right. I'm getting revved up. Like, right. Like, it, it excites me to be part of something that can actually lead to helping people.
1: Right. What have you learned from this situation?
0: I've learned that- if I keep my head cool, stay sober, and just keep working, I'll be able to get through it. I, This too will pass, you okay. know? And it's just, no matter how many times I've been through crap where it's a this too will pass situation, I don't care if it's been through numerous arrests, loss of friends, I had to bury a friend four, four days ago. You know, this, you know, the addict in me is going to make it like it's a tragedy every time. When I first got sober, my ice machine broke. I almost relapsed. Mm-hmm. That was what I could handle at that point. And they say, God will only give you what you can handle. Well, this is just another test. And what I'm doing is, is I'm turning negative publicity into positive publicity. When this first when this story first broke or this first happened, I would say it was 80% negative, 20% positive. Now it's 80% positive, 20% negative, and I'm making a lot of changes within the 20% negative, And slowly but surely... Even if you don't support me, at least help me contribute. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to support me, but tell me what I can do to improve mm-hmm. the situation in this country right now, you know, or you can say there's nothing you can do. And if there's nothing I can do and that's your vision, then, then we are at a dead end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause all I'm saying is I'm not asking you to like me, to love me or to respect me. Give me an avenue
1: that can help. What do you hope for?
0: I hope for I hope for change. I want to see more opportunity for people of color. Period. And that goes for echoes for Latino, black, any any people of color because in this country, I'm telling you, it's there's a huge disparity and I've seen it, I've experienced it, I watch it. I think it's doable. I think there's a lot of people though that are so anti that happening that those are the people that need to be and that, that need to be dealt with.
3: As an influencer, what do you see your responsibility as for the masses on on using this social, this platform that
0: you have? It's a combination of things. You use it for what it best serves at that time. I got into all this just to, you know, market initially and then it kind of took on a life of its own. Now I'm helping kind of doing restaurant rescue-esque consulting all over the country. Right now, I'm the I'm the largest independent pizza influencer in the country. There's 48,000 pizzerias that are independent in this country. And I kind of represent them all in terms of how large I am. I can pretty much speak to all of them. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is, I mean, guys who are struggling, you know, they reach out to me. I give them pointers. I give them help. I just can't do that here. So the social media aspect and being an influencer, I can help the guy in New Jersey. I can help the guy, you know, in California. Social media has allowed me to reach a much larger demographic of my industry, which I care very much about my industry. I obviously care very much about my community. Mm -hmm. What's cool about this being an influencer and getting to this level is I can now speak to the masses, not just locally. I would say right now I have about a hundred thousand, 120,000 local followers. That's a little over 10% of the triangle Mm -hmm. follows me on social media. So I have a voice here but I can make change in other places. I am talking with people in other states about this situation and getting support from them and trying to help them understand that this isn't me. And I think that that can provide hope in being that, you know, what we perceive might not be true, that there can be good in people that maybe we thought there was bad in. I think that you just provide hope and you provide a PG my my page is very pg so i have a lot of yes. young followers mm-hmm. i don't use like any music on my videos that have any swear words in it mm-hmm. or anything like that i try to i try to stay out of politics obviously my page <laughs> is taking a little turn right now but you know that but, will but eventually I don't, I
3: don't think black lives matter is political
0: no 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 it's i'm a, just saying I I, I I try My page has never had so much debate on it. Right. And I try to stay away from that. Right. I try to make it more like happy things, funny Mm -hmm. things. Like, you know, a lot of my content was really funny. And, you know, I like to make people laugh, smile, you know, and have it be more, you know, energetic and playful and, you know, more friendly. This is not the forum for 12-year-olds. Right. Right. Don't read my comments now if you're 12. You could have... Right. A month ago. No, my son right. follows you. Yeah, and you know, you know no. I didn't want to bring all this to my page. And a lot of people are criticizing me for doing that. And I'm just like, what you don't understand is I am Johnny. Johnny is Johnny's Pizza. Johnny's Pizza is Johnny. Mm-hmm. It's a personal brand and a business that collide in one. Yep, right, It just is what it is. So it's like, I can't. You know, I can't just speak on my personal Facebook. Any that would leak over anyway. No. So if I wasn't if I wasn't addressing this on my business page, somebody would eventually say, Well, why are you saying this on your personal page, but mm-hmm. not your business? You're I mean, right. You know, there's no way to win. And what you do is you just try to navigate as much as you can.
1: What we know is that trust is actionable, observable, and measurable. So for you, what are your steps that you plan to take to rebuild trust? I'm
0: just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm I'm just not going to stop. I mean, I've talked with a few people my goal, a lot of the people are saying, well, we want to measure this. So, I have a few people that are kind of like keeping me accountable. Mm-hmm. I want to donate $150,000 to black issues which by this time next year. Mm-hmm. That is my that is my tangible goal. So, what I'm doing is is I have some people who are kind of keeping track that are that are unbiased. Some of them don't like me, but what I'm doing is I'm sending them screenshots of all the donations I've made and letters from nonprofits and stuff, you know, and I want, I want somebody keeping me accountable because that's my goal. I believe that that's, if I do enough condensing with Mm -hmm. the work that I do do, I believe that that's possible. And that's me stepping my game up a little bit because at the end of the day, I can speak words. I can do actions. There is a financial component to action when it comes to making change. Mm -hmm. And I happen to be pretty damn good at business. So raising money and figuring out ways to financially contribute is where I can do the most.
1: What, you know, what, cause that's like, yeah, that's a big, huge one. Right. And so what are some, cause trust is consistency over time. So what are the small little marbles that are going to go in the drawer? What are the small action steps that you can do daily to build trust?
0: Yeah. Try to be more gentle to the, the people I come in contact with try to hand out more money to people on the side of the road. Try to find opportunities to help a woman cross the street. I mean, anything that I can do right now, I'm just looking for opportunities to help. So I think that the world has a way of recognizing that. And it just kind of works out you just can't stop you can't let up
1: well it goes to the quote that i tell jenny all the time where it's act in such a way that if people say something about you no but something bad about you nobody believes it in our little
3: microcosm of the universe we've also lived that in to a certain extent and it's something that that is evident like that was the first thing cuz she was like i'm going to call johnny from jenny's pizza to be on the show and i was like all right She's like, do you know what's going on. I was like, no, but he's cool. He can come on. And yeah. then I started looking. I was like, but that's not Johnny from Johnny's Pizza. I don't know yeah. Who
1: And I'm like, that- stop it, Johnny. I'm being impartial. I, yeah, I'm like, but <laughs> like,
3: have you like, but no, like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't align with what I know. Like, and that was what. And then I stopped. I was
0: like, we're not going to talk about it until the day. I, they picked the right person, and they picked the wrong person. Right. Because all they're doing is giving me a larger platform to make more change. Mm.
3: Would you be open to sharing uh, your platform with some people who maybe need to amplify their own message about Absolutely. supporting the Black Lives Matter. That's
0: that's what I've been doing. And I mean I I try to not I try to not flood my page with mm-hmm. with a with a bunch of shout outs, but I've been doing it a lot more. So people that reach out Couple clothing companies have reached out to me. I've been doing some stuff with them. They're kind of giving me their their clothes, and I'm wearing them and supporting them as black owned businesses. Like I'm happy to to support right now for mm-hmm. sure. Anything I can do, I'm open to. Okay. You're very. You're not going to hear me say no.
1: Right.
0: I can just tell you that right now.
1: I know because when I called you, we don't know each other. We've never met. We've never spoken. I literally was like, he put his cell phone on Facebook, so I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I'm Sarah Madras, co host with the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. You wanna be on our podcast? And you went, Yep. And I was like, wait, he's not gonna ask me any questions <laughs> of like you No, know,
0: this for better or worse, this is part of my addiction. I like putting myself in situations that I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, that's it's exciting. That it's the, it's the risk. They can't it's the kill risk-taking. me. Yeah. They can't kill me and they can't eat me. That's what right. my sponsor always said. No matter what you're going through, they can't kill you, they can't eat you.
3: So for those who are suffering with addiction, what would you say would be like the first step to take? The first step,
0: if, if you're in active addiction, yeah, I would say stop today. All right. <laughs> stop today. Uh, give yeah. me a call. Call me. Come to my house. His numbers on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Come don't to my to house. Your house. I will. I will. Don't, tell, don't, don't, people co- don't house. tell people to come. Don't tell
1: people to come to your to house. house. That's your safe space. That's your,
3: <laughs> come to my house. <laughs> but you're not at your house. Don't tell them to go yeah, to your house. Exactly. <laughs> go to the pizza exactly. place. I've got, the, like, ring. Hey, got the ring. I got the ring. And and there's going to be further opportunity because you can you know go hang out with Joe on guys who do stuff.
2: Yeah, you can come on our show. Perfect. I just mean, had Ephraim on uh, yesterday That's what, <laughs> from when, your pie. Nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, nice.
1: like, when
3: you said that, well, you we're know, the air from your pie, Joe. This is
1: going to be aired on both. So, this right. itself is aired here and aired on guys who do yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I
2: have a question for you because <laughs> I was thinking about your questions about trust and stuff, and I was making a funny equation in my mind. Like, when I screw up with my wife, I've <laughs> broken trust, and then I have to demonstrate with action. Mm-hmm. But... If you didn't post this, that's like when my wife wakes up in the morning, pissed at me because she had a dream where I yes! yeah,
1: you dream cheated. It's like
2: why do I gotta rebuild trust? I don't understand what I did. Yeah, I didn't actually do the thing. Uh, that wasn't real. What's it gonna take from the perspective of the FBI or the investigation, or whatever, for you to get back with your family? What's the What's the Oof. pin that they put in the ground that says this is when? Uh, this is I mean, dude,
0: they're just making suggestions at this point. I mean. I'm going to see my kids today after I do payroll. So, yeah, that's. I mean, it's pretty much what can I do today? That's got to be. Very- I don't know what the long term strategy
3: is. And um, you have like little ones. Like they're not older. Like he is. Like, oh, they light up ones.
0: right now. It's. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to talk about it. No. When that's, that's <laughs> <not laughs> I walk into the room, they're like, right, they're taken back. So I know yeah. what it's like. I'm not a business traveler. I right. did. I was starting to travel more pre-COVID, you know, for like keynotes and like Mm -hmm. conventions and stuff. So I do know what it's like to come back after being, but I mean, prior to that, I, I've been home every day, you know, and I spent a lot of time at home. So, you know, my kids are obviously a little confused right now. Mm -hmm. Luckily they don't know what's going on, Mm -hmm. which is good. If they did, Mm -hmm. if they
2: did catch the, the person who posted the fake account or posted that comment from the fake account and you had an opportunity to say something to them, what would you say?
0: I would say, please don't do that to anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I would say. Good question, mm-hmm. Joe. Don't do that to anybody else. As yeah. has the business. I, I believe that I can handle this and I, I appreciate that person doing that because what it did is it opened up the window for more help. That, that event has systematically put me in a better position to make more of a dis- difference. Yeah. So I can handle that. Because if you want me to experience pain to be more of a difference, you pick the right person. And I would not want other people to go through this.
3: No. Has your business been impacted
0: by it? All I can tell you is the amount of support has offset the negative. There you go. You know, I just bought a food truck out of all of this. My wife was like, you need to do something for your business right now. And I was mm-hmm. like... She was like, You're just not connected with your business right now. And I was like, Oh, my buddy from Brooklyn Boys, he's he's getting out of the business. He's a commercial airline pilot. He's selling his food truck. And I was like, I called him up, went and looked at it, made a deal. So now.
1: now we're I'm gonna have i am I'm gonna have a Johnny's Pizza Food truck. So. Does this mean That's that you're not opening in Fuquay now, though? No, we're opening
0: Fuquay. Okay. Oh yeah, we're good. We're <laughs> so like, good. Like yeah. literally, we're so good in Fuquay. I have a this is the I craziest thing. I see the Johnny's thing.
3: pizza cars yeah. like driving up and down Center Street. This is the craziest thing about
0: Fuquay. I'm not paying rent now because my landlord is very lenient and very understanding of COVID. So I have a restaurant sitting ready to be used unheard of situation in the restaurant business because you're always a day late and a dollar short and you need to get open. I'm actually sitting with like a restaurant just waiting to to open.
1: I just thought of something and this is totally might be like way tracked back, but because uh, substance abuse is so rampant in the uh, restaurant industry, what have you, and this might be too much on your plate right now because right now your focus is Black Lives Matter. What would be something you could implement within restaurants to assist to decrease that and to Ooh. help with that?
0: I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a positive advocate for people, you know, trying to not lose their mind in some of that stuff. I've had a lot of issues with that. I've had employees die. You know, I've dealt with all that. I think just showing them what sobriety looks like, I think, is a huge help. I I can read you this right now. This happened this morning. This was a woman that was very, very angry towards me, and she said, "Thank you for sharing this." I talked without my my sobriety. She says, "I myself, I'm a recovered drug addict. I did a lot of things I wouldn't be proud of, but like you, I've been trying to make amends for the person I once was." I grew up here, and I commend you. You are healing, and I hope this does. You don't hurt much from this. And I said. You know, well, I mentor and work with many teen males. She's a female. She's in her 20s, obviously. I said, families reach out to me all the time, but having a personal conversations about addiction and what comes along with that on the female side is obviously much different. When a female teen family reaches out to me and they want me to meet, with, I say, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So this girl said that I would love to help. Thank you so much. I am still dealing with a lot of my own demons, but I have the ability to say, I kicked one addiction is so freeing. I am still going strong, and I will definitely give a listen, you have my support. And this was all because of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This had the racial component. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, well now I'm gonna forgive you on the racial component because I too am an addict, I didn't know you were an addict in recovery, and now I understand how stressful this must be on you. Mm -hmm. I am hopefully going to turn that into a connection with a family, with a teen, and hook them up with somebody who is sober in addiction. Because A lot of times, Mm -hmm. they can't get them into IOPs, or any of these other things, they just need somebody to talk to, to kind of get ball rolling Mm -hmm. there's been a suggestion from the audience
3: that you make the new fuquay location zero wi-fi where people actually are forced to talk to each other while they have a meal
0: (laughs) so it's more like cheers than that would be interesting (laughs) that would be interesting i think dining rooms are going to be a thing of the past yeah the way we eat is changed forever in america Curbside changed everything. It used to be dine out, dine in, take out, delivery. Now you've added curbside to that. All that did is take fast casual, and now we're competing with Chick fil A. So you've opened up an, a way for fast casual to serve. That's going to decrease. The least popular method of eating fast casual, which is dining, and I don't think that the that the society now is as excited about the experience say of an Angus mm-hmm. barn like they were twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to start seeing dining rooms disappear in restaurants. So sad. Yep. Yeah.
3: So sad. so uh, do you think it's going to be like a uh, uh, go back to like the special occasion outing? Yeah, and, and it's going to be like we yeah, a restaurant and I, and I don't eating. think restaurants can sustain that.
0: Right. All you're going to see with pizzerias, even mom and pops. That dining room just gonna go, boom! And that counter is gonna be right when you come in the door, mm-hmm. just like Domino's pizza I pop. Yeah, the 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 mom and pop pizzeria experience is gone, and I'm gonna make. And it is what it is.
3: We're getting some comments that are like flying through, like, "No, I don't think that's true," and people <laughs> crave full service restaurants and nights away from home and all those things, which I agree with. But there's bars, also, bars and nightclubs will do fine. I think there will be like a retraction. Like I agree with you. I think it's gonna be going back to those like. We only go out to the restaurant for a special occasion kind of thing that it's going to be like very intentional and planned. In the town of Apex, they actually took away parking yep. in the street on Salem Street so that they can fit tables for the restaurant outside, to, outside. to overflow outside. Like just But you can't do that in like Montana
0: in December. No, just like as an example, <laughs> and this is why just saying. I'm a numbers guy too, and I've been doing this long enough. Trevinia closed. They're in Morrisville. Mm-hmm. huge restaurant seats 250. When they averaged between 10 and $15,000 a day in sales, when restaurants went to 50-50, they were doing $200. That's all I need to know. They're out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who is going think, to line up?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think what you're saying, and I think this is what's is coming off in the comments, is that this is what Americans want. I don't think it's what they want. I think the industry can't support. No. Right? Yeah, so it's not like it's going to be a lack yeah. of demand. Like, we want to go and have dinner. Well, what I'm saying but is the restaurant is that, can't do it if they can only operate on these numbers. And right? also,
0: that's you. Society is going to choose their own path of what they want. The governor of North Carolina said, you can fill up your restaurant 50% now. Mm-hmm. And a restaurant that did ten dollars to $15,000 a day in dine-in business went to 50-50, deemed by the government, mm-hmm. and did $200 a day average a day right it doesn't matter what it's the government says right. it, it's, it's so it's, it's not sustainable it's not right. even in the ballpark of sustainable it's yeah. they're 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 done they're gone mm-hmm. so that they had to close i had to go there and help them liquidate
2: so the wine pouring machine where you put your credit card oh in they, they they
0: <gasps> they they. that's all how did gone. i not know that's about this
2: there's a what the, they had a an interesting. That feature. thing is gone. Yeah,
0: that thing is gone.
2: We're basically. You I was oh, did you snag it? A, I, I was. was like,
0: wa- I don't drink, but I was watching. <laughs> that I was doesn't watch-
1: mean your people don't no, snag I it for your watching, place. I was watching.
0: <laughs> I was watching them like hyenas. It was crazy when they opened the bar for for to get rid of things. It was like people are going crazy. But what I'm saying is is that I just don't see the dining experience surviving, and I don't think that us as consumers wanting to do that. Are gonna support it. People don't want their kids running around. People are gonna be wearing masks. Dining rooms, bathrooms are gonna have to be more sanitary. Situations are gonna be more sanitary. Are people wearing masks? Are they gonna hand me a paper menu that I gotta circle and, you know, are they gonna take a picture of my. Mm-hmm. The, the whole situation has changed, so mm-hmm. we're assuming that it will go back to the way it was. It won't. Right. So basically, our perception of what we want is incorrect now.
2: Yeah, we Because come, what we-, we
0: want, we'll never have. So bars, clubs will do fine. I was down on Glenwood just to see what's going on. Bars and clubs will do fine. Because those are people going out to meet other people ultimately to create yeah. relationships. I mean we were at a
3: networking event, like the first person in person networking event. I did one last week we were at Raleigh Beer Garden. We sat outside. I was I will say personally I was highly uncomfortable. There was like all of this like like shit I had to shut down in the yeah. back of my head because I'm like, I can either do this and and take part and support this local business because we were at Raleigh Beer Garden. Or do I, you know, run scared with my tail between my yeah. legs and just stay in my house all the time, which I can't do either. So, I mean, I love my children, but I can't.
0: Yeah, do I mean, think about time. think about now, people call my restaurant and they say, I'm outside in the white minivan. We pop their trunk, we put it in there. Or they call from their house, mm-hmm. give us a credit card over the phone. We ring their doorbell or call their driveway, put a pizza on their doorstep yep, and, and walk run away. away. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have had no contact so with sad. anybody. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that Executing on the quality of food that is delivered—that is the niche, mm. and that is that's what's going to be the difference maker. Because people are still going to want the dine-out experience. I just think that they're going to have to tweak it and say, "I want the food of the dine-out experience, not the actual dine-out experience." Yeah. Correct,
3: correct. People are scared and they're uncertain and they don't know, right? But they just want something to feel normal, right? And Johnny's Pizza can deliver that norm, that normalcy. Right, these restaurants can deliver that. Well, and food elicits memories, and so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just it's it's sad for me. I mean, I'm watching my industry crumble. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I mean, 40 percent of restaurants will never open again. I'm watching, I'm watching people just die and crumble, and these are people I highly respected. I mean, Ashley Christensen. Yeah, that was yeah. You're a god in the food business, but guess what? Just because you're a god in the food business. Doesn't mean that the food business that you were a god in is the same as it once was. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to now adapt. Yep. So now all these culinary chefs that love making these beautiful presentation plates, well... You're going to make that look good in styrofoam now.
1: I know. Oh. Sorry.
3: I don't like styrofoam.
0: I know. I know. My fries, but what well, I'm what saying is, about, ooh, is that's, that's the reality. Right? Let's
3: figure out a way to like deliver fries so that they're still nice and crispy. Impossible. And I, <laughs> want, styrofoam.
1: I told you I want my cocktails. I would never have to leave my house if I had my food and my cocktails.
0: Right. I mean, there is a market right now for cooking french fries in somebody's front yard. Yeah, I would if there totally was a food truck that just pulls up like the ice cream truck and it's like french fries, yes. boom, sh- here you go. All
3: yeah. right, so for they the Johnny's lot Pizza, lot yes, yeah. Yes. you <laughs> can have a permanent, I think Dominic's excited, you can what have a permanent. play, though?
2: Because they can't play the same dumb stuff as the ice cream truck. <laughs> right. So they'd have to have their own, the French fry song. The French
3: fry. It, it just like yeah. <laughs> It would <Yeah>. just be <laughs> like a sizzle. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. Just the
0: sizzle. And you can no,
1: stay actually, permanently the sound parked of like at the, the corner like of Center Street. Well, and they're saying, can we have an outside restaurant? Yeah Think that's what it says.
0: Absolutely. Like, Problem is summer. Yep.
1: Shows yeah. will
3: open. You know what? I think it's going to go back to the supper clubs too, because there's a comment about private clubs. Private clubs. Yep. So private I got clubs. A, I got a message from a gym in Apex that was like, "We're able to operate differently than the other gyms in the area because our light our whatever is different." Would you like to come in? And I'm like, I'll stop by and visit and check things out. Right. Like, don't. No, I'm not going to go in for a class because no. Right. But. I'll check it out and see, because if you can offer something that's comparable, right, going back to that normal without putting me in danger.
0: Well, I mean, I it's weird. It's just, I, like, I'm I not, I'm not going out to eat at restaurants, but let me right? tell you, I've always been a takeout guy anyway, because yeah. I eat at 11. Right. Mm -hmm. I eat 11 p.m. That's when I eat dinner. That's when my family always ate dinner, 10 p.m.
1: Well, and I mean, I think the whole COVID thing is just expounding it because we do have such a lack of connection and we are built for connection. And so we're all starved for it. We're like, I can't, you you know, you came in, we couldn't shake your hand and say hi. Like we would any person that comes in this room, you know what I mean? And I was like, this is so weird. Apparently in
3: Hungary, they have bread trucks that come to the different neighborhoods every day.
1: Oh, really? There's another platform
3: morning. You can deliver fresh bread every day. Pizza for lunch and dinner and french fries. Yep. French fries are good. You're good to go. Yeah. Like I've been, been eating a lot. Else. I've been eating a
0: lot of McDonald's lately. <laughs> <laughs> comfort because why drive through yeah and the fries are right there i do the you know yep. right out the bag yeah so the fries are the appetizer as where i'm going to eat
1: yes if the we
2: figure running. out autonomous cars then we can get the restaurant experience going again <laughs> just pull up Staying you wall. get served in asking? your self-driving car
1: i want to be respectful of your time johnny because oh i appreciate you coming in and, and, and it is Friday. This time. yes yes so all right girl are you ready i am ready are okay we lightning round we
3: rapid fire questions at you and you have to say the first thing that comes.
1: How do you unwind? TV. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? Skydive. If you weren't a restaurant owner, you would be what? Marketing. What is the first thing you do in the morning?
0: Brush my teeth.
1: (laughs) If you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go to and what would you say to yourself?
0: 16, and I would say chill out.
1: What is something no one knows about you?
0: I'm a good basketball player.
1: Ooh. Interesting. Yes. What does success look like to you?
0: Healthy family.
3: Okay. What inspired your entrepreneurial journey?
0: Selling selling candy in middle school.
3: Like the boxes, yeah. Right? The like with oh,
0: the, with the bars, get, with the chocolate bars. Oh no, I, no, I like would go get candy. Really? I had the candy. Instead of like not that fundraiser bullshit, I <laughs> had the candy plug. Yeah, yes, I had the candy awesome. plug.
3: Who do you listen to the most, and
1: do you still like pizza?
0: I'm my wife and I still love pizza. Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what keeps you up at night?
0: I would just say, just unhappiness in the world.
1: Okay, What would your theme song be? Mm, big
0: Pimpin', Jay-Z. Okay, yes. love it.
1: <laughs> if you were us, what would you ask you right now?
0: I would say, did you sleep last night?
1: <laughs> okay, and what would the answer to that be? I would say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Okay, last one. What do you want your legacy to be?
0: I just want to be known to my family and those who knew me as somebody that could be looked to for help and
1: a supporter. Love it. Thank you, sir. So
3: uh, just so everybody knows, we can find Johnny on at Johnny's Pizza NC. At Johnny's Pizza NC. Pretty much everywhere. And if you go onto Facebook. Go to my Twitter. Go to my Twitter. Have you had the opportunity to say everything that you wanted to say, today? Yeah.
0: I think there'll be more. You just got to have me come back. Sounds Absolutely, good.
1: Mm. Sounds Doors good. Doors open. Yep. All right. Yep. All righty, guys. Yay. That is it for today. We are all over the place with social media. So like us, subscribe, comment, share RVOS. it with your friends. Give us a review.
0: Johnny's Pizza NC.
1: Yep. Johnny's Pizza NC as well. Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Sarah Madras. And I am Jenny Midgley. And, and you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast
0: and follow us on social media.